0: You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast.
1: This is amanda bones and i'm ashley and this is how to talk to your friend about wrestling um i don't know the episode number because i don't keep track of that crap regularly this is a special episode and it's special because we have a guest bradley palermo
0: Everybody hi
1: welcome.
0: <laughs> thanks for having me
1: <laughs> thanks for coming on and talking about wrestling with us a little backstory So Bradley and I met through playing music, not wrestling. Um, (laughs) We met like at a random ass show that we were playing in Oceanside. I can't even remember who else was on that bill.
0: Mm, A guy named Will or something. Uh, it doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs>
1: Obviously, we were the most important people there. So, no, I'm kidding. Um, So, yeah, and it wasn't until I think Ashley and I started this podcast that I discovered that you were into wrestling and you were giving yeah. me like little bits of information here and there about Ric Flair.
0: <laughs> I was excited because I, I kind of, like, got back into it recently right when you started doing the podcast. So it was, it was perfect. It gave me somebody to sort of, like you know tweet at or whatever like hey did you see this
1: nerd out on wrestling yeah. wrestling
2: brings everyone together
1: i feel like wrestling is this weird like semi nerdy but cool thing but you don't know who's into it and who's not into it so you have to like i don't know walk on eggshells a little bit until you figure
0: it out usually if you ask people if they like wrestling they're like oh i like ufc I'm yeah. like one's a show and the other one's just like this thing where they give each other real brain, I don't know, brain damage and beat the it's not the same. I don't know how it translates.
1: Like it's not UFC. I mean like WWE wrestling. Oh, that fake shit. That's what I get a lot of. Oh, the fake stuff. And I'm like, I don't think it's that fake. People have died. Just
0: I mean it's it <laughs> I feel like the whole like K fabe thing came out like 40 years ago. Like we can stop like debating how if there's a secret that it's fake or whatever it's like dude we know there's writers on these shows like we still love it it's cool
2: people are still getting mad though there was like a whole thing on twitter this weekend because there was some wrestlers that went out with fans for dinner oh (laughs) my god i briefly saw that (laughs) people losing their minds and i'm like okay they have to eat i'm sure these fans are being really nice and buying them dinner it's it's okay they can break kayfabe and and hang out it's not gonna kill the business
0: I feel like even on the WWE, like, little documentary sort of things where they they talk to the wrestlers, the retired wrestlers, they'll tell stories about, you know, them and their, like, arch rival in a hotel room drinking whiskey. Like, they'll totally break it just right there on an official WWE show. So, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm
1: like... Everybody has a fucking Instagram at this point. Like, I know you're not wrestling 24-7. I see your Instagram. Yeah.
0: Right. Wasn't it's like Charlotte chair. Flair's uh she had COVID, but then in the storyline she was ripped off out of her WrestleMania match. It's like <laughs> all out there. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she had COVID, aka got more plastic surgery
0: okay maybe that's what it was Amanda <laughs> oh, that, that's not
1: <laughs> it's not I'm not saying it looks bad or that it's bad she got plastic surgery but we don't have to call it COVID when you came back with a semi different face
2: and true yeah. I guess that's I didn't true. even <laughs> realize
1: <laughs> there just seemed like so she came back and I was like what's different like <laughs> I just stared at her a lot <laughs> for a while and I was like no something's totally different I even asked Scott about it and he was like Something about her face is different. Yeah, I still haven't quite figured out what she got done, but...
2: I can't figure it out either, but oh well. Um, It's something. Yeah, the whole kayfabe thing, I think the lines are so blurred and like there's a few, Amanda knows this, there's a few wrestlers that I love in now the rival company, AEW. Um, My two favorite guys, they've said their real names constantly. Like I have a shirt that says Dustin and Greg forever and they're, you know... (laughs) their real names or their wrestling names are Trent and Chuck Taylor. So
1: mm. it's just silly
2: <laughs> like they even reference themselves as in their real names. So I think yeah, the whole thing's kind of the lines are blurred and I think it makes it more fun too.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, let's start in with the questions.
2: Oh yeah, so you said you um kind of were getting back into it a little bit. Um do you have a favorite wrestler either you know past or current or anything like that?
0: I think when I was a kid it was kind of in that like I guess the later part of the of the sort of like golden era so it was all like Bret Hart and Macho Man and Lex Luger and so I like to go back and watch all of those matches um nowadays like I don't I don't know I mean it's like kind of just I think Roman Reigns is cool I like Charlotte Flair I like uh Sami Zayn because he's Kind of fun on twitter he's like a propaganda fan
2: <laughs> yeah he is the best
0: <laughs> um yeah so I, I guess i have a few i kind of like to to hate watch a lot of them too like like i just hated daniel bryan i'm kind of sad that he's gone because now i don't have like my favorite person to hate watch anymore um, Yeah i'm but, so happy
1: to hear that somebody else hated daniel bryan as much as i did god
0: that guy <laughs> sucks he's he just like I don't, he just reminds me of like that youtuber sort of thing that bothers me whatever it is just like um i mean i think i think they i think like they've made fun of him before like oh you're some hipster librarian or whatever whatever they like it's like it's only the like wwe doesn't like know <laughs>
2: That's my <laughs> occupation.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Nothing against library. <laughs> I feel like one of, like, I don't know, I think it was like one of his, like Roman Reigns called him something, like an indie bookstore, like, or yeah. you know, but whatever it is, it, like, gets, he got under my skin. And I kind of, in, in a way that I like, you know, I, I only see this guy lose again, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: That's what makes it fun.
0: <laughs>
1: there are definitely, like, the people you love to hate. For sure.
0: Yeah.
2: I have, like, okay
1: according to the podcast i hate everyone so it's yeah, i just watch yeah. wrestling because i hate everybody
0: at this point yeah oh well, and obviously the undertaker is awesome just the best entrance and you know just oh, totally. like the coolest most goth thing in wrestling ever hair <laughs> in and and so i guess yeah i got a few favorites it's hard to pick one
2: yeah it is hard i mean that's kind of the fun in it though like loving some of the heels but also hating on the baby faces and it's just like a nice little mishmash of everything for sure. Do you
1: have a favorite wrestling company?
0: Um, like,
1: I don't know how much you watch. I think we've only ever discussed like WWE stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm that cool to know about like, so <laughs> I guess on my cable thing, I, I like DVR. If, if that's what it's even called anymore, I, like save the, <laughs> um i save like the ring of honor aew and wwe uh matches and it's like i feel i feel like wwe has all the it's on like every day so how much time do you really have for all of the other all the other ones but i do like um kind of let it all just play in the background like well i'm just like doing things in my living room so I guess <laughs> I, I see what I you know like there's I, I, I kind of got back into it because I was playing this festival in Gainesville Florida in 2019 and like part of the like they have their own promotion this festival called the fest they have their own like fest wrestling
1: what and <laughs> uh, at that
0: time I was like I have been you know I played like a hundred shows that year and I was so like kind of burnt out I'm just watching more bands and i was like all right you guys go see you know whoever go watch less than jake i'm watching wrestling you know (laughs) and um and they were doing like these like intergender like like ladder matches where they just like these people they're falling off these ladders and i mean i haven't been to a live match in like forever and i'm sitting there like freaking out like someone (laughs) needs to call an ambulance And people next (laughs) to me are like you've never been to a live wrestling match that they're fine (laughs) (laughs) and one person like falls off there was another person like off the balcony like i guess they had someone to catch them but but like that fest wrestling stuff was just it was just incredible and sometimes i try to find them on youtube and and just watch i mean it's you know it's lower production because it's it's totally independent but that one's pretty awesome that's probably the most like obscure wrestling i can i watch (laughs) you know
2: that's awesome i really like indie wrestling so you kind of see like the craziest things and plus a lot of bigger companies now won't do inter intergender stuff at all yeah because it's like taboo but sometimes that's really fun especially when i don't know i like when these girls come out and just like so unassuming and then just tear the whole thing down so
0: yeah it was like it was pretty evenly matched between the guys and the girls and i mean it was pretty progressive like they have you know like a gay wrestler and he's he's got like daddy written across his ass on his shorts effie! Um, effie! yeah yeah he was there that, that was dope. we
2: love effie
0: <laughs> so i guess he like it's those independent circuits they just they share a lot of the same wrestlers and stuff
2: yeah like even um there's a guy in roh that well actually kind of all over now um the only company that kind of doesn't share its wrestlers is wwe but um, AEW and Ring of Honor both um, kind of have it in their contracts that their talent can go elsewhere if they want to, just for an indie show. Um, and so there's a guy in ROH named Danhausen. I don't know if okay. you know him. He's got like face paint. He comes out like oh, yeah. <laughs> he has teeth. I don't know. He's he's the <laughs> best. And um, but he he does a lot of indie stuff still. And yeah, they just go around and um, end up in different promotions all over and so it's kind of fun to see everybody mixed together
1: that's awesome it's pretty rad all right ashley you're oh,
2: yeah. up um but we kind of talked about it um so your is your favorite era of wrestling like the more um like kind of golden
0: era i think so yeah just classic it's yeah and it's just it's just rad to put on like 80s stuff to, like see all the what the crowd looks like and their, their hair <laughs> and their <Yeah>. like <laughs> announcers and the retro outfits and stuff like I don't know it's it's uh I mean I get a kick out of that that's kind of like why I got like the WWE app and all that stuff because they just own like all that old shit yeah and you can just watch these retro matches forever and um so yeah I think that's my favorite I don't really know like like I wasn't there for the attitude era and for like well for any of it really from like the mid 90s <laughs> to like recently. Yeah. So I'm like I'm slowly catching up, but it's like there's so much happening now that that I'm just like yeah. between the the very old and the right now, it's that's all I can handle, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot
0: there's a
1: lot going on. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um well I was going to ask what got you into wrestling, but we already talked about it. So we'll skip that question. Mm-hmm. All right
2: next on Ashley oh you want me to ask again okay cool um so kind of leading into the match that you uh, chose for us today why did you pick this match
0: I think I think it was nostalgia for me like (laughs) I just remember like waiting for that Thanksgiving to see that Survivor Series match and that you know Undertaker had been ripped off from the previous casket match that Royal Rumble before the Survivor Series (laughs) when like every single heel came out to just like (laughs) throw him in the coffin it wasn't even a match so so yeah I remember (laughs) anticipating that and um and also like I mean I think the one match I got to see uh on like the heart attack tour was around that era and seeing like Yokozuna uh live is awesome too like that guy's I mean he totally can do a lot with all that weight and um yeah I think it's it's cool it's cool how scared Yokozuna how he made himself seem like <laughs> like that's the most terrifying thing the Undertaker and and the coffin <laughs> so that was like like the first thing that jumped out I was like yeah I want to I want to go back to that match and there's so many characters in it it's not just like Yokozuna and the Undertaker you have like um well, um of course like Paul Bear and Mr. Fuji <laughs> and, uh Jim Cornette's great and you Chuck Norris and you have you know double j jeff jarrett like i mean it's kind of like it's got a lot going on in this one match so yeah maybe. i
2: noticed that um when oh, is this is his wrestling name irs
0: oh yeah yeah yes. uh, I mean, and it's supposed to stand for uh erwin r shyster
2: yeah it's right? <laughs> ridiculous <Something just laughs> <Yeah. like, laughs> really <laughs> silly but um i always i i weirdly like okay so my era was like attitude era but um when I was going back and doing research later, uh that guy is Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas' dad. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's so cute. It stays in the family.
0: You know what <laughs> I, I was looking up stuff about Yokozuna, and like, you know, he's supposed to be this Japanese guy. And it's all kind of like, you know, sort of odd, like how much they just like ripped on Japan and Japanese, like, but the dude's not Japanese, he's Samoan. Yeah. And he's a relative of The Rock and the Usos and Roman Reigns and it's
2: like a massive family tree. Everybody
0: that's ever wrestled, yeah, crazy. That's fucking
2: crazy
1: that he wasn't even Japanese.
0: Yeah, and they were kind of like I don't know. It was all like I mean I guess you could get away with that back then. Like USA and like everyone, (laughs) every other country is just trash. It was like just like Jesus. Like one hundred percent. Right.
1: You could not get away with that shit today. I don't no. even know if the IRS character would be okay today.
0: Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> there's true. some issues there too. Sure.
1: There's, there's definitely some like you can't call people that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think this last question I'll just save for the very end mm-hmm. so we can talk more about this match because this I seriously, I was cracking up this entire fucking match like from beginning to end i was laughing hysterically this era of wrestling i don't think i've ever seen the this version of the undertaker like he looks like he went to party city and got the fucking undertaker costume and then added those purple gloves it was fucking phenomenal
0: yeah i was trying to remember why the gloves are purple because i remember there was a point at that that time the next video game that came out it was like I remember you could like type in a code and turn his gloves to like the purple ones instead of the gray <laughs> ones. I think it was supposed to symbolize like he's back from the dead, you know, cuz I guess oh my gosh. in the underworld <laughs> his gloves were <laughs> I have no idea.
1: That's fucking amazing. Um so like the first <laughs> the first thing that happens with this match is Chuck Norris comes out and I <laughs> like I Audibly, while I'm at work watching the match, said, "What the fuck is Chuck Norris doing here?"
2: In <laughs> like Texas, they're in Texas. Yeah, so he had to show he, up, of course.
1: Like, of course, you're gonna get Chuck Norris to pop up, but then also, like, he's supposed to be security. Like
0: <laughs> Dude, he, yeah, he doesn't do a great job. <laughs> he does
1: not do a great job. He fucking fails at being security. I'm a little disappointed we didn't like. Use the Chuck Norris moves at all. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're supposed to be security. Please give me a roundhouse kick or something.
0: Remember how it was like everyone was kind of playfully like sort of making Chuck Norris jokes like an endearing way? And then (laughs) in 2016, it was like, wait, he like what like he hates gay people and like he's trying to keep like he's trying to like keep gay people out of like the boy scouts and stuff and it was like oh my god all right so this guy's not like really that funny anymore he's just like a weird boomer that thought he was really cool because he did a karate kick on tv i
1: feel like that's everybody we idolized sucks
0: everybody we idolized
1: and okay under the undertaker's one of those people oh yeah are you
0: serious yeah yeah on joe rogan it
1: was bad it was bad so like I fucking love the Undertaker and his character and I I'm so sad I'm like no dude not you
0: oh that sucks so much but you know it's like I guess we just have to like let a lot of that go in wrestling because it's like I mean you're talking about the WWE who like still holds I don't even want to talk about it but the the last (laughs) president Uh, Is in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Yeah. Vince um, McMahon's
2: wife was on his cabinet. So,
0: yeah, I don't even want (laughs) to. Man, I didn't mean to take this whole thing that direction. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: feel like once you deep dive into wrestling and like who the people are outside of their character, you're just thoroughly disappointed. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even like the biggest ones have issues, Hogan and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: still shocked Hogan got on WrestleMania. I'm like, who, who decided that enough time had passed since the incident that this would be okay?
0: I, someone asked me the other day. They were like, "Do you you think it's okay that he's back?" And I was like, "Dude, I don't know. Like, I don't have any. I have no no right to even speak on it. I guess." Mr. T and Virgil have a had a right to like speak for everyone who was offended and do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not going there. If if that's cool with them, then that's cool with me. Str- that's I'm exactly I'm I'm not into Hulk Hogan anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I basically had the exact same train of thought. I'm like, "Well, I mean, if this guy's cool with co-hosting with him, I guess it's okay now."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, I guess that's kind of what comes with I guess it's kind of like when you listen to Hank 3 or something you're just like we're just going to pretend like a couple of those lines weren't there and yeah
1: we're just like we kind of kayfabe our way through
0: this <laughs>
1: right yeah that's when kayfabe comes in handy you're just like we're nope that that part of this person does not exist so yeah. that I can continue to watch The Undertaker
0: <laughs> it's funny because I won't watch like a Mel G- I don't know if Mel Gibson makes movies anymore but like I won't watch that guy and stuff but I'll totally watch like apparently <laughs> The Undertaker and Chuck Norris
2: and I think it Undertaker is like the most tame out of okay. all of these it's just his political leanings are a little you
0: know, right right
1: iffy. well and he was like totally a piece of shit in the locker room
2: he wasn't a piece of shit. He was just the, the grumpy dad of everybody. <laughs> no matter what. No
1: matter- <laughs> Good mood, bad mood. He's just grumpy dad. Yeah, he's
2: the, what do they call it? They call it like wrestler wrestler court. And he was like the the judge. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it, goes, but it was something to do with wrestler court, which is clearly a total backstage thing. And we should never know about it
1: but I want to know so much
2: more now (laughs) me too um kind of getting back to the match my favorite thing was the look lookalike in the crowd oh yeah right away (laughs) selling it I was like yes sir (laughs) yes and then um they kind of pan to the crowd and there was just a guy holding up a little undertaker which I thought was the most (laughs) adorable thing
0: (laughs) I had a really hard
1: time paying attention to the crowd on this one i usually try to pick out a couple people from the crowd because it's fucking hilarious but i was so zoned in on real life pallbearer mm-hmm. and the fucking kooky ass faces he was making and like staring into the urn
0: it like, was great i mean that guy was fantastic yeah. he had he a was a- high voice
1: <laughs> yeah. oh no just
0: like, it was so good. how do you come up with that character it's amazing <laughs>
1: And I love that him and The Undertaker basically had the same makeup. Again, they went to Party City, bought the <laughs> Halloween kit makeup, and that's what they were rocking.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It I was- think I think Paul Barrow was done up a little bit better. But um. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Amanda earlier today too. I was like, I cannot believe that it took me this long to realize that The Undertaker is a secret ginger. And like, he has <laughs> red hair. I was so shocked. It was like, oh, it's oh. coming through. But yeah, dude has like, bright red hair underneath that, all that hair dye mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why he's mellowing it out I feel like the whole like gingers have no soul thing would really work with the undertaker character <laughs> 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 like bro stop dyeing your hair just rock the red <laughs> but it clashes with the purple gloves I think
2: I don't think Wait, it works very well I also looked up what is in the urn and why does the urn keep getting bigger because it started out really small <laughs> and then it just keeps increasingly getting bigger and bigger. Um, and thanks to the internet, uh, it said that it is either his soul. And that's why when Paul Bearer kind of lifts it up, it like it energizes him and he takes no damage while wrestling someone for a short amount of time. Or it's the ashes of his parents. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And so when he raises it up, it's like a reminder of what he's done.
0: I feel like sometimes the urn was, like, green, like, fog comes out of it. Sometimes <laughs> it's a light. It's, like...
2: So many different urns. Who's yeah. buying all the urns, too? Because everyone... There was a ton of people in the audience, too, that had urns, and that is terrifying. This is fucking it, hilarious.
0: <laughs> they just brought their own urns, or there's, like, a merchandise <laughs> thing?
2: I, it looked like a very realistic urn not like a cheap plastic one that you would buy and like have popcorn in or anything like it looks like a legit urn
0: so i'm terrified they're bringing their deceased family members to the match
2: to
1: wrestling wwe i don't feel like they capitalize on potential merch (laughs) i feel like because we play music like capitalizing on merch and what we'll sell is like one of the main things wwe fucks it up so often a fucking urn you can eat popcorn out of shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) we had to know dude that would be amazing. i would immediately buy it i'd buy like six of them that's such a great merchandising tactic you gotta be kidding me they fucked up wwe missed out could have made more money really quickly i need to go over the stats of the wrestlers Um, Yokozuna is 589 pounds like the dude is just fucking massive and he's only 6'4 I'm screaming because I'm just still trying to fucking work out the shape of these stats it's fucking crazy and then the Undertaker is fucking 6'10 6'10 that's what he's billed as but I feel like it's wrong I tried checking (laughs) Tell me more. I mean, they
0: do look huge when they're standing up there on the (laughs) mat. Like, I I would bet you it's like 6'7", though.
2: Yeah, 6'10 seems extremely tall.
1: Okay, I just Googled it again and it says 6'10. And it doesn't even say build height, it just says height 6'10. All right. Oh my gosh, his last name is Calloway. The red hair is just making more and more sense. Oh my goodness. Um so he's five ten supposedly. Um and he weighs 309 pounds, which is fucking insane, too. Like these dudes are ginormous. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel like fucking agile. Yes. And I feel like it was so funny to see like the perspective because when they're in, in the ring alone, you're like, oh, these are just two dudes that are huge. But then when like someone else gets in there or near there, you're like, oh shit, no, they're big. (laughs) Yeah, like, is it Jim Cornell that's running around during this? Cornette,
1: yeah, Cornette. Sorry, I'm gonna fuck up everybody's name. Um, he is like so tiny compared to these fucking dudes, and he like squares off with the Undertaker for a half a second. It's just like, what the fuck are you thinking?
0: I wonder what that guy's deal was back in the day, because it seems like he was a big deal in wrestling. Like, he's always on those dark side of the ring documentaries. Yeah, like the whole time and I I forget like what he must have ran promotions and I
2: I think he he was like yeah he he always kind of had from what I know and sometimes I don't want to know um especially (laughs) Jim Cornette um I think that he kind of was around and then he he did some writing I think he did some booking he was kind of the go-between for a lot of the company for like the kind of early Time and then, he, but he's he's so bizarre. He's Is such it? a strange man. <laughs> Ashley does not like. Jim. I don't like Jim Cornette. <laughs> creeps
0: a little bit.
2: <laughs> Whereas so... I, I
1: love him. <laughs>
0: you see, he has like like a mirror walking around with a mirror in the mask.
1: Yeah, I didn't like understand that, that either. It was like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know (laughs) this dude this match has so many like great little moments tucked away in it it's so fucking ridiculous yeah (laughs) oh my god oh my god and then okay so I fucking love these huge dudes doing like I wouldn't say crazy stunts like the undertaker's not flipping off the top rope or anything like that but he walks on the top rope for a second and I'm like (laughs) how's it not snapping in half (laughs)
0: I was reading about that. Like, I guess they call it the old school. Because he, <laughs> because when he became the uh whatever, the other Undertaker, not the dead man, what's it called? Uh well, whenever he been, had his, his Oh my biker, god, so
2: many. Yeah, the American badass one.
0: I guess he wasn't doing that anymore. But no. like every once in a while he would get on the rope and be like, scream out old school. And then <laughs> people would be like, Oh shit, he fucking walked the rope again. Like, and so they call it the old school, but um But I'm like, <laughs> you could do that. Like, why don't why, like, why stop? Because yeah. I never see anyone else walk that rope like that, and especially exactly. a six ten motherfucker walking that thing. But maybe I don't know. Maybe he fell one time and decided that was
1: used
0: <laughs> sparingly. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's a thing for tall. Okay, I don't understand. Ashley and I are both short. You're pretty tall, Bradley. I would consider you to be tall, but Tall-ish, like tall ish. <laughs> I always hear from taller dudes that like, they won't roller skate. They don't get on skateboards because they're like, dude, it's so much more of a fall for me because I'm so tall. So
0: dude, I got on one of those lime scooters drunk, uh, like a year or two ago, like coming back from the bar. I'm like, this'll be safe. And, uh, of course I hit a bump in the sidewalk and fell. And yeah, I was like, I remember falling when I was a kid. It wasn't, it wasn't like falling like over six feet you know to the pavement <laughs> like I was like that that sucks like that is a long fall like yeah it was but also I was you know that's a, not wrestling related at all so I don't no, know but I'm
1: like gonna, it's, I digress. it explains how like some of because you don't see the bigger dudes going to the top rope jumping off of it like right not anymore anyways I think originally like in the golden era you definitely did but yeah. like you're not gonna i don't see roman reigns getting up on the top rope jumping off of that shit
0: oh i guess you're right yeah so
1: like i don't know so when i see the bigger dudes do it i'm like you're ballsy as fuck no big yeah. dude i know is gonna fucking walk the top rope
0: yeah they no, that's like to... an move for sure
1: okay so this is the first time i've ever seen a casket match i had no idea this was even a thing I should have known with The Undertaker that this would probably end up being a thing that he would do. Um, This casket is like a fucking double-wide trailer. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I love how fucking afraid Yokozuna is of being put in the casket. (laughs) He played that really well. Like, the fucking fear this guy was displaying. Perfection.
0: I remember them leading up to it. That was, like, a big, like point of the storyline like how afraid he is of caskets he's got like a phobia of caskets and and how and how you know hard it was for them to make a casket that big and everything
1: Mm. (laughs) I believe it I wonder if it's like functional I mean I I always have like weird (laughs) I always have like weird thoughts about stuff popcorn urns for it functional extra double wide caskets maybe it's a couple casket
2: I feel like as the casket matches progressed throughout the years, the caskets became more realistic and less (laughs) like they built it in the back before the show started. Um, Because I remember there was an Undertaker CM Punk match and that casket looked like they bought it from a place and like wheeled it in. It was very scary. I wouldn't want to go in one of those. But this thing with like plywood and some purple
0: fabric, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. This haunted house fucking prop.
0: <laughs> I think like I was surprised. I think I read that there were, like coffin matches were a thing before The Undertaker. I'm like, why would you even do that if you're not the Undertaker? It doesn't really work. <laughs> I could these... be wrong though.
2: No, you're absolutely right. It was um, I was just looking it up actually. It was Dusty Rhodes. Would do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My boy's dad. <laughs> That's so weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My boy's dad.
1: Yeah. that's so weird
2: and that was like in the what? 70s that they did it
0: that's a well, weird like, gimmick if you're not the undertaker i, I don't know. it doesn't connect for me yeah
1: or if you're not like death related even a little bit like yeah. no offense but dusty Rhodes was like the polka dot or something i don't understand <laughs> its the american dream the
0: american dream
1: i don't understand why you were wearing polka dots if you were the american dream like how come he wasn't in an american <laughs> flag outfit Nothing made sense back in the day. We do casket matches. We're dressed up like a giant polka dot, but we're called the American Dream.
0: <laughs> and why are Dusty Rhodes, ki- why are Dusty Rhodes kids like, like seventy years apart in age?
2: Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Like these I'm, dudes okay. are
0: brothers. I don't get yeah. it. Are
2: they, I they're not half brothers, are they? I think they're half brothers. Right.
1: I think they're half half
0: brothers. brothers. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Because my in
2: brother and sister like, are like. 10, 11 and 13 years older than me. So like I guess I get yeah, it. I guess but... technically
0: I have a I have a brother in law that's a kid and I'm pretty old. So I guess it makes <laughs> sense. But I but in my mind when I was like, wait, I thought I thought like the roads were I thought it was a like grandpa, dad, son. And then <laughs> Cody said something about like me and my too. brother the other night. And I was like, wait, you're who's your brother? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was all kinds of confused.
2: No, I thought that too when I first started watching. It, I was like, okay, so yeah, Dusty was their dad, Dustin is the, you know, or Dusty was the grandpa, Dustin was the dad, and Cody's the son. And then I was so wrong. Scott
1: but... so thought the same thing when we were watching that AEW pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, wait, I thought Cody's dad doesn't wrestle anymore. I'm like, Cody's dad's dead. And he was like, No, his dad's in the match. He's got the blue face paint. I'm like, that's fucking brother. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, that guy's a fucking dinosaur. What?
0: And I guess to be fair, like, because that guy was gold dust, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I was
0: that when he was gold (laughs) dust. We don't talk about this era because it's
1: so fucking (laughs) rude.
0: When that guy was gold dust, I think I looked it up the other day. He was like early, early 20s, which is weird because he looked like he was 40. Yes. Yes. (laughs) i think dustin
1: rhodes has just like always looked a little bit older (laughs) well then i don't even know which
0: one's which anymore dustin oh my god
1: cody rhodes has the terrible american flag neck tattoo but we still Mm -hmm. love i still i should be specific i still love him even though he has terrible fucking tattoos (laughs) and then dustin rhodes is the one still face painting
0: yeah right
1: makes me sad there we go why are we still face painting
2: He's also the one, I mean, both of them love to bleed too, but oh, yeah, is the one who <laughs> likes to bleed a little bit more. Dustin's a straight up cutter. Yeah, it's gnarly. Um, yeah, so back, back to the match. Um, so <laughs> a ton of people come out at the kind of end of this match. Um, and then we do get one nice, slightly solid kick from Chuck Norris.
1: He like squares so Jack, up Garrett. with everybody. And they still get past him somehow.
2: Yeah. So so confusing. Who came out? It was Bam Bam Bigelow. Who who else was it?
0: Was it Bundy? Was oh yes, yes. King yes. Kong Bundy.
2: King Kong Bundy. And then Buzz Jeff Jarrett name? came out. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett sold Andy the Andy shit out. out of that kick, though. He really <laughs> sold it.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Jeff Jarrett was awesome back in the day. He was like he would do these promo videos in front of his like tour bus because he's supposed to be a Nashville country star <laughs> <laughs> and he always was like that's J A double t double day jarrett i was like yes say that every time it's
1: awesome
0: that's his fucking name
1: dude i feel like we've gotten away from some fun promos like promos back in the day were so sick yeah everybody was great on the mic back in the day it seems like and now we have like mouthpieces for them
0: yeah, some of these guys, like, um, yeah, like Bobby Lashley, it's like that guy's not a good actor. He kind of needs the other dude to like. Oh God, but
1: I hate yeah. MVP so bad. Yeah, I'm so sick I, of him.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. But
1: recently, Bobby Lashley started talking as soon as he got the belt, and I was like, okay, so like you can get on the mic. Why do we have MVP still?
0: Like, what is this for? Yeah, but he's just like kind of. Know, he doesn't have the most charisma i don't think so, he like, doesn't you know?
2: <laughs> he's pretty deadpan it can be a little yeah. rough sometimes but <laughs>
1: there's a couple of other people i'm like why are you on the microphone get the fuck off of that thing get them some help <laughs> or daniel bryan where you would just do like hour-long fucking monologues yeah yes
0: yeah you know oh my like god <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking daniel bryan Okay, so the whole time The Undertaker and Yokozuna are going at it, I thought for a second there, there's no way The Undertaker is going to beat Yokozuna. He's scared of the casket. He's much bigger than The Undertaker. (laughs) Like, this isn't going to end well for him. Somehow, though, The Undertaker gets that big-ass fucking dude into the casket. (laughs) It's fucking
2: crazy.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God
2: there's a guy in the crowd too if you watch like when they pan to like the full ring there's a guy going like push him over (laughs) (laughs) trying to roll him like oh buddy moral support you're really trying to help
1: (laughs) a little fucking undertaker cheerleader
0: (laughs) it would have been cool if undertaker could have like done the whole pile tombstone pile driver on him but i guess that's not possible with 600 pounds yeah. I don't know.
1: I feel like if you were to get the correct leverage, we could have made it happen. Yeah.
0: It's all about
1: leverage.
0: It was all just like throat chops and sort of <laughs> it was. some sort of body slam somewhere in there. But He had
2: one like good DDT at the end and I was like, oh, okay. But then I was reading like this is still in like the grand scheme of things. This was still pretty early for Undertaker. Like, yeah, he wasn't a fully like he was a developed character, but he moveset and stuff it, he was still kind of putting it together so it's nice to see baby undertaker a little bit just to see yeah. the evolution
1: it's so weird to think of the undertaker not being like a fully realized wrestler yet because <laughs> like at this point he's a vet so it's like you have all of these moves where were you at i'm still sad he gave up the fucking tightrope block
0: yeah I can't go... have
1: a cooler name
0: i kind of want to go back and see the eras of undertaker that i missed a little bit like maybe just one or two matches of of him as like a biker or whatever i mean i'm sure you should that great but i'm curious (laughs) you know
1: oh my god there's a filter on instagram this is the stupidest fucking thing i'm ever gonna say on this podcast there's a filter on instagram bradley that i'm gonna send you and it's Mm -hmm. like to find out what undertaker you are
0: oh my god Probably... i haven't
1: done it yet so maybe <laughs> maybe the three of us will have to do it and i'll post it when we post the episode <laughs> oh my god
0: dude i have a really fucking nerdy undertaker secret i fucking bought an undertaker nft that's i have a i have an nft and it's undertaker
1: i um, am so stoked for this information i can't so one believe the i ones just that- said that
0: publicly <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you buy one of the ones that WWE was selling?
0: Yeah, WrestleMania. I was like, I was like, I'll buy that shit. Like, <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I didn't buy like the thousand dollar or ten thousand dollar one. I bought the 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 hundred dollar one. But um, I feel like, I feel like it, they charge you like Ethereum to buy it. Even I feel like it costs a lot more <laughs> than it should for this thing that does absolutely nothing for me. But- <laughs>
2: Or I'm I think you have to,
0: to cost Ethereum to sell it to list it. Because I was like, I guess I should sell this. I don't know. But all <laughs> oh, I have this thing. It's just, it's like 15 seconds of like the Undertaker with lightning behind him, and it's like, <laughs> it's like numbered like eight, eight, fifteen out of nine hundred or something. And like, yeah, <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> this is totally amazing. <laughs> i had to look up what an nft was when they started announcing it mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like wait so you just own like a little snippet of something i didn't fully yeah. understand
0: <laughs> i don't i still don't really understand I, <laughs> I tried to explain to people before and I'm just like you know the best i can really get is like um somehow you can prove through whatever they've done with that token that you are the owner of that copy of it doesn't mean other people can't enjoy it or see it It just means that like the you- rights are like verified that it's you that it's you own it <laughs> that's uh, fucking okay
1: amazing. bradley you own a piece of undertaker history this I is amazing do. yeah <laughs> i'm so excited for you oh my god I know he's not like the best person in real life but I still love the Undertaker as a wrestler.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um all-time fave. Maybe I maybe in 5 years it'll maybe it'll be worse something. something.
1: Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god. That's amazing. I'm so happy that came out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy when people like nerd out on wrestling super hard cuz I like other than people I have met through podcasting, nobody fucking watches wrestling. And they think you're such a nerd if you do.
0: Sometimes I look at like the belts and stuff on the merchandise, like portion of the website. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to get a belt. And then I'm like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, what am I going <laughs> to do with that? My wife's not going <laughs> to let me put like a championship belt. Plus,
2: if you get a belt, you have to defend it. doesn't matter yeah, who but... you take, you have to defend that belt. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Maybe I'll put it in the rehearsal space or something.
1: (laughs) The sole reason I do not own a fucking belt yet is because I do not believe that I am in any condition to defend myself if somebody (laughs) came for it. (laughs) (laughs) I want one so fucking bad. Oh my god. It would be amazing to own one of those. And I would totally put it on the wall. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this is my fucking belt. I did absolutely nothing for it.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: But yeah, but this—the minute somebody challenged me, I'd be like, "Oh, this is yours now. I, yeah. I don't want this. This is yours. <laughs> you can have it." <laughs> but I would get like one of the Walmart ones. I'm not buying a WWE one.
0: They're expensive, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hundreds of dollars.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna buy the $25 Walmart one, so that way when I give it up, it's not the end of the world.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. The question that I had that I was saving was. You and I have briefly talked about that you are writing an album about wrestling.
0: It's true, yeah. Um, so I figured if I was going to be spending all this time with it on in the house, when I probably should be working on music, that I would <laughs> sort of combine the two. And and honestly, like, when I watch all these old matches, um, I'm always on Wikipedia, just like, is this guy still alive? And it's like, you know not only is he alive or not there's this whole fucked up family history or you know there's just like a lot of it's almost like rock stars but maybe even darker sometimes
1: oh fuck with yeah the way totally. these guys live
0: so so yeah it was like good fodder for for writing songs and or it has been um like uh i guess rick flair was a uh, part of some sort of like kidnapping adoption ring and that's how he ended up with his parents um and so I wrote a song like from his mother's perspective of like the last time she saw him and it's called Ric Flair hair but it's I don't know it's like I was like I mean I fucking made myself cry writing about oh Ric my gosh. Flair. It was just like so like uh, uh I was like there's still and then some of it's more like silly like I was like i'm gonna write a song about the undertaker but i'm gonna fucking <laughs> i'm gonna make it like the first ska song i've ever written because it's oh my
1: fucking god a ska song
0: about the undertaker and um yeah and like jake the snake you know what's that co- that movie called uh the honest, resurrection but- Or does he have one, like, is he on Beyond the Mat? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Amanda hasn't seen that yet. We're doing that coming up soon. Um, That's rough. That's a rough documentary to watch.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I won't spoil anything, but, like, that guy's, um, you know, his his problems and his drug abuse and stuff is, like, it's pretty spectacular that he was so successful with that, with as many issues, as many demons as he carried. And it doesn't seem like through his career he ever, like, got past most of that stuff so so like i don't know it was kind of interesting to write about him and uh, i'm still a long way from you know finishing this or or you know releasing anything about it but but yeah all these dudes are are pretty like good case studies when it comes to <laughs> writing about yeah. something other than yourself you know it's, it's kind of fun yeah yeah
2: well
1: i'm super fucking stoked for whenever this comes out i will be seeing everything
0: (laughs) i'll let you know for sure i'm excited about it i mean we'll see who the like i'm sure it's a just a niche group that'll like (laughs) i don't know maybe the songs will be good enough that people can like get into it if it's not about even if they're not like way into wrestling but um time will tell i suppose
2: i know that i'm sure it'll be fantastic there's a song of um that what's that band the mountain goats put out called luna and no one knows what it's about it's fully about this girl who was a wrestler back in the day and like but no one no one outside of like people who know wrestling knew what it was about until they started looking into it. and they're like oh okay this is about wrestling so it does kind of bridge the audiences i think i think it's a really cool is it about luna vashon yeah so yeah it is about luna vashon
0: Luna Vashon. Yeah. I think she yeah, she's been dead for some time maybe from some substance abuse too. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know I've looked her up over the years. Like I do remember uh, I remember her like back in that sort of golden era and she was a wild one. But <laughs> there was there's actually somebody that uh, my wife and I know that reminds me of Luna Vashon and when I forget her name, I'll be like Luna Vashon. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah. you. okay i have to look up the mountain goat song
1: i'm going to have to listen to it also kevin come
0: yeah, on it's a great band
1: is it possible to do a 10 out of 10 wood bang for this match uh,
2: i mean <laughs> it's always possible <laughs>
1: all right we got to do it cuz i'm very interested to see Ashley's choice and Bradley's choice I'm sure everybody already knows mine 10 out of 10 would bang Ashley who would you bang
2: um dang I think I would <laughs> the Paul Bear guy who's trying to be Paul Bear. like that <laughs>
1: guy. okay that's a good he's one he's committed
2: to the gimmick and I love it
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's not where I saw that going <laughs> so good okay 10 out of 10 would bang bradley <laughs>
0: oh man i don't want to bang these people <laughs>
1: okay
2: so when we say 10 out of 10 um, would bang it just means I, like from our hearts like we cherish these I mean, people and and also like you know it does mean what it means but aside from that we just it's not always this person not
1: always a sexual bang.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: right like, um, ashley
1: and i would both marry mankind we would like just yeah. because he's like the raddest fucking dude ever
0: I'm gonna, you know, the I think the least offensive person in the whole match is probably Mr. Fuji. I'm just gonna go with Mr. Fuji.
1: Nice. He did stay pretty fucking neutral the whole you know, time.
0: <laughs> he never tried to keep any like he never did any weird like Republican <laughs> things that I know of. <laughs>
2: just a solid dude. <laughs> like the
1: only one, ever, dude. Now that I think just about it, the- like Yeah, every other person on camera at some point in this match has been a piece of shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Fuji just, you know, he just has his little flag. He got it taken away and broken. He never really hurt anybody. you know? (laughs) I guess I have to bang Fuji. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it Fiji? Fuji.
2: Fuji, Fuji.
1: Fuji, right? Yeah. Fuji. Mine's 10 out of 10 would bang The Undertaker. Yeah. There you go. It would be like a hate fuck thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mine always ends up sexual. Yes. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Bradley, for coming on and talking about wrestling with us. Thank I cannot... Thanks for
0: having me. For wrestling so music.
1: Yeah. Yes. We're going to have you back and we'll just sit here and talk about fucking wrestling some more.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, this is this is amazing. I love that you guys do the show and I've been listening as much as I can and. <laughs> awesome Thanks. every every week i check it out so we'll cool be a part you. of it
1: yeah all right well that's it for tonight you can find us on instagram at
2: how to talk wrestling pod
1: and on twitter at httw pod and you can fucking email us which nobody does at
2: l 2 management at gmail.com hell to or to pay mgmt at gmail.com
1: and then you can find Bradley fucking everywhere. Give them the details.
0: Yes. Uh, it's probably easiest place. It's just the website, bradleypalermo.com. That's uh bradley, P-A-L-E-R-M-O.com. And that'll have my links to all my, you know, usual spots. Listen.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Everybody go check out Bradley. Check out the music he has out. There's like so much music he has put out it's not even funny and it's all fucking amazing so listen to that shit um that's all for today so bye
0: this has been a count out podcast